airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Aaron Addison. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And uh, Sherry B. and J. Mack are on tap with us helping us navigate the show today. Yes. Um, we really do appreciate you listening. want to get into some of the content that we want to talk about today. Um, but before we do that, I want to remind our listeners of the um, recent AFA at home mm-hmm. that is happening on April 29th. And so you can register online. Uh, you've got to go to afa.net, afa.net to pre-register to watch this event. It is going to stream on April 29th at 7 p.m. And the topic of this conversation is spiritual warfare. And, um, you know, as a Christian, um, a person who believes the word of God and lives um, by it, um, I don't see how we can ignore the right. fact that spiritual warfare is real. We need to stop having this this feeling that, you know, oh, I just we can't talk about it. It's just too mystical. Right. Um, well, the Bible talks about it. That's right. Paul talked about it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to me how obvious some of the conversations were that we read in Scripture that for many of us, we'd rather have them just stay right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like we, yeah. we fold it up and just leave it right there, right there. Yeah. in Ephesus. You know <laughs> what I mean? Just leave it right there. Um, but that's not what the Lord intended. Um, these things are written for our learning. Amen. Right. Um, and so anyway, hopefully we will learn from what we read. <laughs> yeah. Um, and at the most, or at the least, um, hopefully both, you will be encouraged if you are able to stream this, um, on online on April 29th, April 29th, 7 PM, go to AFA.net. If you want to be a part of it, it's AFA at home with Walker Wildman. I had an opportunity to be a part of this as well as brother Bert Harper, Bishop E.W. Jackson, our brother Ed Vitagliano, Tony Perkins, and Pastor Jeff Shreve, our brother Tony Perkins. Once you start saying brother, you got to apply it to everybody (laughs) or it'll seem like you're calling somebody like an apostate or something. (laughs) Everybody there, brothers. Um, Because of diversity and equity, I was a part. I'm kidding. That's not true. (laughs) That's not true. Equity director. Um, these are the kinds of these are the kinds of conversations that um, are really, really important to me that I enjoy being a part of. So anyway, yeah. it was a blessing to be a part of that. I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll appreciate it. Um, what, what I really enjoyed about being a part of this conversation was um, the encouragement and the insight coming from the other people who were on the panel. Mm. Um, there was an encouragement that was happening in real time. And I think that people who view this will be able to feel that and get that sense. So anyway, we're almost home, guys. Just keep holding the line. Keep yeah. holding the line. You know, like don't break formation. Hold, hold, hold. Mm. We're, we're, we're almost there. So many people are giving up and so many people are breaking formation mm. and they're doing that for what is expedient right now. And it kind of feels good right now because nobody's going to be looking at you with those strong eyes. I think of, um, I think of the bear. Oh goodness. I'm, um, the bear that our kids love with the red hat, Paddington bear. (laughs) (laughs) I think of, uh, sorry. I think of Paddington bear (laughs) 
and and how he he talks about his aunt. I can't remember her name, guys. I don't study these films, okay? <laughs> um, but he, t- he talks about his aunt. How and one of the kids, if they heard me even using this as an illustration, they would be correcting me every two seconds. You know. Anyway, Paddington Bear talking about his aunt who taught him how to give a strong stare when somebody gets out of line. Remember, and he's in prison. You guys know the remake of the Paddington, and 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 he's in prison. And he's talking to Knuckles. <clears throat> Knuckles, who I think, I'm going to misquote this, but he says he's never done nothing for nobody for nothing. Remember Knuckles? He has Knuckles tattooed on his, on his okay, on his Knuckles. Anyways, um, Knuckles is being mean to Paddington. And Paddington gives him this strong stare, right? And Knuckles gets really uncomfortable and is kind of like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, here's this big burly Knuckles. His name is Knuckles, right? He's like, what are you doing? And, and he's like, it's a, it's a hard stare. And his aunt taught him how to do it when people are rude and, and they need to be corrected. Well, so often for us, I feel like, you know, we're in culture. Now, that's written into Hollywood movies, right? That's, that's for your entertainment because right. what you're supposed to understand, reasonably speaking, you're supposed to understand that a hard stare ain't never hurt nobody. <laughs> but Christians are crumbling because of hard mm. stares. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're, we are crumbling because of hard stares, because people say they don't like us. Man. Now, that's what began to work. Now, they're kind of ramping up a little bit. You know, we're feeling like we, they've moved beyond the hard stairs. Now they, they come at our, our means of, of being able to provide for our families. We're going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. Um, but be strengthened. Be encouraged. Hold the line. There is, there is nothing. One of the things that we've been encouraging our kids in recently here. And you'll you'll do this with your family as well. I'm sure if you're not already doing it, depending on the ages of your kids, as you are praying for them, the Holy Spirit of God will will impress upon your heart what your kids specifically need. Hey, guys, by the way, you should expect that. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 you're not. <laughs> it's not just it's not just a vain shadow boxing exercise. Right. You are actually talking to the creator Amen. about your kids Amen. and your grandkids. Some of us. Right. So, so when you talk, you should expect that the Lord is going to respond to you. And so as we pray for our kids, man, you know, the Lord has really been impressing on our hearts as different things about each one of them, each one of them. As we watch character development and we watch those things that are deficits, you know, and, and so the Lord will lead you. This is what you want. This is spirit led parenting. It's not, it's not in a, it's not in like, you know, some sort of manual that you just go pick up at Barnes and Noble, unless of course you consider the scriptures, then yes, you you know. Right. But spirit led parenting where you are praying, you're crying out to the Lord. You're talking to the Lord about your children. And I say crying out and people say, oh, no, 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 do that. You're talking to the Lord. Right. Okay. Talking to the Lord about your children. And the Holy Spirit begins to impress upon your heart that you should pay attention to these different character flaws, character issues. By the way, can I say something to you right now in this moment? For some of you, and you know who you are, you have emailed me more than I can individually respond to in a timely fashion. So Lean in because I'm answering your questions right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm answering your, you've asked me some very specific questions. And, and as you're listening now, you go, oh, yep, that is, that's me. This is for you. Okay. So as you're praying for your kids, the Holy Spirit will impress upon your heart specific character development issues that you need to pay closer attention to. And as you do that, you will begin to lean in on them, mm-hmm. Right. And you will apply the word of God. You will work out these character issues in their life. This is what we're supposed to be doing, right? This is, this is when we talk about um, 
a, a battle taking place in a realm that we don't see. Yeah. A lot of times what we're, de- what we're dealing with and what we're battling with our kids is happening in a realm that we can't see. It's a spiritual battle. They are up against it as well. Right. But what do we do? We keep holding the line. We keep building character. We keep pressing and we keep leaning in. Mm. One of the things and getting back to my original point, one of the things that we've been um, talking to our kids about, and this kind of ties into holding the line um, because we felt the Lord leading us to, to, to press on this issue is that each one of them would have a personal undeniable encounter with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now look, if you don't believe that that is possible, then please um, make your kids or your grandkids as intellectually strong as you can, because that's all they'll be able to depend on. Mm. That's all they'll be able to lean on. They can go back to an intellectual point of reference and be able to give all the reasons and all the, the, um, you know, intellectual defenses for what they, what, and, and, and that may be enough for some people. It's kept them that that may be enough, but I will tell you if someone ever walks up to me and if someone ever says, well, I don't know, Miki, I mean, do you, do you think, you know, is, is, uh, is, is, is will just, do you have a question sometimes whether or not uh, will exists? You know, with everything that's going around, going on around you, don't you think that sometimes maybe you just made Will up in your mind? Right. And, and, and at that point, it becomes laughable. Yeah. Why? Because I know he exists. Right. I know he exists. I have and ongoingly have an encounter with him. I talk to him. I know that he exists. And so when we are rearing our kids for the glory of God, we don't stop at just imparting to them a knowledge of the faith. And hoping that they'll just grab on and then kind of just be like us. You know what I mean? Just keep, you know, just no. What we want is we want for them to have that kind of undeniable encounter with God Amen. that it does not matter how they are shaken. And boy, is this culture not shaking them. It doesn't matter how they are shaken. They will come back to the reality that God exists. They have an encounter with him, an ongoing encounter with him. Not only do they meet him in the scriptures, but they are able to hear the Holy Spirit who is leading and guiding his people. I, you know, I understand people who, you know, they don't. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. I said I understood, but I don't. Anyways, AFA at home with Walker Wildman. It's happening uh, this Thursday, April 29th. You should watch that. Um, watch it with your family. Uh, I think it'll be a blessing to you. All right. We are in a battle, folks. And, and the more I see it. Um, the more I'm, I'm pressed to dig in and to actively do those things that I believe um, the Lord would, would have me do as a mom, as a wife. And hopefully you're doing the same thing. It's very easy for us to look at headlines and to kind of go toward that, which, by the way, we've got a few we're going to look at. So um, it's easy for us to do that um, while the things that are right in front of us, right in our own families, we um, ignore. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't see those things yeah. as important. Um, the Lord, again, again, let me just say, um, our oldest daughter, I told you, I told our listeners about this a while back. Our oldest daughter came to me and asked me if I could teach her how to study the Bible. Mm -hmm. She asked, would you teach me how to study the Bible? Well, my immediate reaction is of course, absolutely, man, this is, this is parental winning, right? Like, yes, I, (laughs) I want to teach you how, how to study the Bible. And then as I began to pray about that and looking at all of the things that are going on, even as she's developing into a young woman and her personality is taking shape and, and you know, just learning and, and watching her and observing her, all that's good and all that's questionable and all of these things. And how do we shape character? These are the things that we ask as parents. By the way, again, I'm responding to emails. And so one of the things <laughs> that the Lord impressed upon my heart is that I need to actively disciple her one-on-one. 
one-on-one. -on -one. So I kept praying about this, praying about this in the morning at the gym. I'm praying about this. Like I'm, I'm calling out my daughter's name before the Lord. And I'm asking the Lord to do a work in her life and to lead me and how to be a part of that. Right. And so what, what is the Lord impressed by my heart? You need to take her out one on one and you need to give your undivided attention to her once a week for one hour, two hours, whatever. Just you and this girl, this young woman, and you need to disciple her and you need to train her. And I'm going to tell you, for some of us parents, for some of us parents, these are the types of things that we need to do increasingly. Mm. There are there are people around us who are willing to do it if we won't. That's true. They are willing to shape our children. They are willing to write on the tablets of their hearts. And then we complain. We're upset about it. You know, we, we're constantly trying to erase, trying to we're just ah, we're so angry instead of taking the time, carving out the time where you say, I am actively going to disciple my children. I am actively going to disciple my children. Now, now I didn't need to do this when she was like seven, eight, nine. But now at 14, you know, moving toward 15, right? As, as I look at this and I see these things happening, I'm going, you know what? I've got to give more attention to her, not less. Yeah. This is where we make a great mistake, parents. As our children start to grow up, and we want them to have more independence. This right. is natural. This is what they're supposed to do. Right. Sometimes what we do is we flip the little spinner and send it off when that's not what God has told us to do. Right. Yeah, you flip it, but it, think a fidget spinner. Keep it on your finger while it's spinning. <laughs> so often we get it spinning and then boom, out it goes. And then we say, go to your peers. Those are your greatest influences. Mm. Those are the people that we want you to emulate those people. Act like those people talk like those people. And that I don't know where you see that in scripture. We want our kids to grow in independence. We want them to be able to make critical decisions. We want them to be able to think rightly, but then we don't shape them. We don't mold them to be able to do that. So how can you expect eternal or godly results? So this is what we must do. Look, even as I'm going to talk about some of the things that are, that are happening, um, by the way, topic of the show america thy name is woke <laughs> we we are here it's wokeness everywhere y'all every Man. single place that you look people are woke 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 all right <laughs> we can fortify our families though we don't have to be victims of it Aaron the addison's american family radio we'll grab this quick break and we'll be right back Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's not a day late by mission. The bottom line is we don't want the culture shaping our kids. That's what we, we don't want that. We don't want the culture shaping our kids. Uh, we're over the lie that you need to allow kids to have freedom and space to just think and express and kind of do what they want. Like stop trying to um, conform kids to your own image. This, mm. These are all the things that they told Christian parents, they being the world and the culture. Um, it's a thing. They exist, right? <laughs> it's not the boogeyman. Yeah. They, they are real. There are people who have 
uh, sinister desires and they have their sights trained on your kids. And, and so they told you, they told you that um, you need to let kids make decisions for themselves. They need, you need to let them have these grand experiences and, and, and let them just decide ultimately where they want to go. You don't need to be pushing your values on your children. And for many Christian parents, they were like, oh, that, that is so true. That is so true. We need to allow our children to make their own decisions. And, and what you didn't know is that meanwhile, back at the ranch, right. they were doing exactly what they told you not to do. <laughs> While you dispatched them and told them, well, I mean, I, I mean, I have my, listen, I have my thoughts on that, but you know, you will just, you will decide what is best for you. And I'm okay with that. While you're saying that they're saying, yeah, we have our thoughts and here, here they are. And here, here, here are our convictions. Here's what's important to us. And by the way, the culture has not pulled back on that. The culture is still doing that. Um, the problem is, I was thinking about something. The problem is that Christians and, and man, you know, Lord help us. We have a lot of influence, but we don't use it. Rather, we are often influenced. Mm. We have a lot of influence, <laughs> right. right? I mean, we have a lot of it, but we don't use it. And so then what we end up usually doing is being influenced by the culture. So here is Disney again. Let's talk about Disney. All right. Now, um, I come in peace, people. Okay. Because <laughs> you got a lot of Disney lovers out there that are ready. Um, <laughs> you, you're ready to take me outside of the theme park and have words. Okay. Mm. Um, so when I, do, when I have a conversation like this, I'm well aware that there are going to be people that are thinking that I'm saying, you can't love Disney. You can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> right. I don't care. But right. I want to tell you what Disney's doing so you can make a more informed decision. Now, continue to love Disney if you want. But Disney don't love you. And Disney don't love your kids. I hate to personify Disney, but he once was a person. Um, <laughs> but his organization that he built uh, doesn't love your kids, doesn't care about your kids, right? And is so cocky that they believe you're going to keep coming. No matter what we do, you're still coming. You, you're still getting those fast passes. You don't care. Right. <laughs> we can do whatever we want. We can celebrate men and men and women and women, and we can put it all in your face on a particular day, Man. and you will still come. We can remove a celebration of Christmas because that's just, you know, that's, that's just too exclusive. That's just too much. And you'll still come. You'll still come. Well, now here Disney has announced its gender-inclusive costumes to foster more diverse and inclusive experiences for people. <laughs> <laughs> now listen i'm gonna cross-reference to an op-ed or an article where a man wrote an op-ed on how disney's wokeness is ruining the experience for the family i want to say i'm gonna i'm gonna credit this man because i read his article after the fact but i i'm gonna kind of intertwine his commentary with my own because as i read this story by the way that will the great sent to me <laughs> as i read this story i thought wait a minute but when you go to Disney, don't you talk to like cast members? Don't they introduce the, these are the cast members? Isn't it like a Disney? Isn't it an experience where it's like not reality? Mm. Are we meant to think that ducks should just wear like shirts with no <laughs> pants in real life? Is that what we are? We meant to think that mice talk. Is that what we're meant to think? Like, seriously, are we meant to think that we're supposed to just go sit on a sofa and it begins soaring over the earth like that's real life? <laughs> I was thinking that as I was as I was reading this, I was like, wait a minute. But isn't the whole point of Disney that when you enter the theme park and right when I said that anybody who's ever been to Disney, you just went, 
oh man, it's that feeling, right? You remember that feeling where when you just right. enter, it's the happiest place on earth it is. It's just, it's man, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Yeah, man, you're so hard pressed to find a piece of paper on the ground, right? Because why? Because cast members pick it up. <laughs> and even that, you know, you know, people, <laughs> you know, um, anyway, even that they make look glamorous. Yeah. Right. Even the people who are with their you know, costumes, just, they, 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 man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these people are out there. They they in Florida <laughs> and they're sweating buckets, but you still love them. You're like, man, how do you make that look so glamorous? <laughs> we know you're hot. Aren't you tired? But they're, <laughs> they're in character. They're in character. Right. They're hard pressed. They got their handlers that people in the costumes, too, with the, the heads and things. You know, they got their 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 handlers that will help get them away when it's time for them to go get some water. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not there. Mm -hmm. Listen, guys, okay? You're not there because you want... <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to be... like I Because I, I call these random names, but chances are, at, at some point, because this is how Mika is, I call these random names, and there's somebody listening with that name, with that and then name. you're like, wait, yeah. hold up. I don't really mean you, okay? Just use Brenda. We use that all the time. Well, but Brenda ain't got no tattoos. Okay. <laughs> and and Brenda ain't got no talons, no nails hanging like seven inches off her hands. Oh man. You understand what I'm saying? And so, but here here is what Disney is saying. Disney is saying basically that you've got you've got the cast of characters. Mm -hmm. That's what they once were, who can now come to Disney basically come to work as their their full selves man they can come as their but that was know, the that was the next step though huh we, we see this as the next step they when they're already doing the, the 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 gay day and all that kind of stuff yeah so yeah. It, it's like the, the the other shoe has dropped i mean it's like yeah. just come it's, as it's, you are it's all of it it's all of it and so now <laughs> what you're looking at is you're looking at the disintegration of disney man. but here's the real test the test is whether or not you can grab Disney's attention. I will tell you who they listen to. They listen to presidents, the dead ones. <laughs> yeah. They listen to dead presidents. The yeah. presidents speak. But Disney right? is such a fun place. It's hard to get people to like stop mm -hmm. spending their dead presidents there. Yep, four score and seven. Look, all you gotta do, <laughs> all you gotta do is say, "Hey, this is a bridge too far." It's just like, and let me let me give you just so that you have the information. So Disney announced changes to its theme park employee uniform policies, including gender inclusive costumes, Man. to promote a more diverse and inclusive Disney experience for customers. Pause. To be more Look, diverse. Pause. Go ahead. So, uh -huh. do you really want to have these conversations with your child? No. You I know don't. what I'm saying? Mm -mm. My, was that a, a guy? No. Nope. Right. Like, right. You, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Exactly. Exactly. That's that's but um, you you do right, though, because that's exactly where we are now. What what we're talking about is there could be a male cast member wearing makeup coming as his full self. OK, um, and your kid just wants to know where they can go and get a churro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Where's the churro? And and and, man. you know, here, here you are. Deep. Bring your bring your full self. Deep voice. Okay. Barry. So exactly Sorry. right. Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. <laughs> <laughs> to be more diverse and inclusive, Disney will remove gender reference from all staff costumes, which will allow employees to mix and match clothing. Wow. You know what you can forget about? You can forget about the bare necessities. You can, you can, <laughs> you know, you that's, that. you see what I did there? Yeah. You can forget about the basics. Like it's not, this is not, 
no, we're not we're not doing that anymore. What mm. it's it's confusion. It's confusion. So if your male employee shows up and, you know, say there's a costume that maybe calls for a skirt to be worn, um, he can wear it. He can wear it. If that's what he feels he wants to do, that's what he can do. Again, to be more diverse and inclusive, Disney will remove gender references from um, staff costumes, which will allow employees to mix and match clothing, accessories, and jewelry to better express their cultures and individuality at work. Their cultures. That's interesting. You know, they try to anchor that when we talk about culture. Like, they try to try to almost kind of make it a little bit immutable, right? You can you can be and do whoever you want, um, but then they try to make it immutable. It's your culture. Yeah, it's really just about your individuality. This is about equity and diversity. It's called DEI. We're going to talk about that a little bit as time permits. Um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. This is what this is. It's it's. This is what this is, guys. Yeah. This is what it is. Yeah. This is how we see it manifested. All right. Quote um, from the Disney Parks chairman, man by the name of Josh Diamaro. Diamaro. This is what he said. Quote, our new approach provides greater flexibility with respect to forms of personal expression surrounding gender inclusion, hairstyles, jewelry, nail styles, <laughs> and costume choices, and allowing appropriate visible tattoos. We're updating them not only to remain relevant in today's workplace, but also to enable our cast members to express their cultures and individuality at work. So in other words, bye-bye to the fantasy. Bye-bye to the fairy tale. That you tolerated because, well, tolerated, you know, you loved it. I mean, <laughs> right. Come on, parents, you know, guys, this used to be a place. It used to be a place, if ever it was, where you could bring your kids. And for one moment, you had this this feeling of like, it's just it's a little bit safe for their innocence. You understand what I'm saying? It's not like you just turn your kid loose and let them go wandering through a Disney theme park, but right. it was safe as far as like, you didn't have to worry that you were going to have to walk with your hands just up near their eyes and be ready at any second to turn them away, turn them away. You understand? Like you didn't have to have that concern. You, you moms, you know, look, you, you want to, <laughs> man, Disney had so much going for it. Those, those, those family bathrooms, the air conditioned <laughs> ones, <laughs> the nursing mom's rooms that only the nursing moms and pregnant moms could use that were air conditioned. There were oasis and you went there and you hoped that you were pregnant when you went there. So you could, <laughs> so you can have a little break. Now it doesn't even matter. They're, they're just saying, you know what? The whole country has gone woke and we're woke too. Yeah. The whole country has gone woke and we're woke too. Man. And so anyway, there was a, there was a man who wrote, um, I guess an opinion piece uh, where he was talking about this Disney super fan as he's referred to uh, in this uh, Daily Wire article, a man by the name of Jonathan Van Bosterick, I think is how you would say the last name. Uh, apparently this man takes a yearly family vacation to Disney, cha-ching. He takes a Disney cruise every one to two years, bada-bing. <laughs> Those things aren't cheap. Right. <laughs> Those right. things aren't cheap. Don't you remember right. the 80s? Where your family, your family <laughs> saved up for years. And Disney knew it was expensive because even the commercials told you that they know they're expensive. Right. I've been waiting my whole life to <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, she's only five, but that's how long it took her parents <laughs> to get the money to get there. Five years. Eating TV dinners. <laughs> and, now, 
And now what's Disney saying? We don't care. You're you're still going to come here. You're still going to come here. But I think the sad part is that they're right. Well, they are right. And that's why they don't have to change anything. <laughs> they can just keep doing exactly what they've been doing. But Jonathan Bosserick, I think is how you say the man's last name, is saying that this is really a problem. He says, because, you know, I, I invest all this money. I, I pay all this money. In fact, let me quote him. He says, the problem is, this is a quote, the problem is I'm not traveling across the country and paying thousands of dollars to watch someone I do not know express themselves. Man, <laughs> boom. I'm there for the immersion and the fantasy, not the reality of a stranger self-expression, end quote. Isn't it true? You want Butch to be Butch outside of the theme park. <laughs> right. But inside the theme park, you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? I want to talk to Flynn Ryder. I, I don't, I don't want to. It's just going to get my nose right. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear, you know. Right. <laughs> right. Anyways, you can about imagine. Yeah. This mega fan. He said that they've taken a woke scalpel to mm. many of the rides. Man, what a word picture. A woke scalpel to many of the rides. This is what's happening because America's name is woke now. This philosophy has so infiltrated almost every area of our society that there appears to be no turning back. You know what was supposed to be the last holdout? You know what was supposed to be the un unbreachable fortress, if you will? It's supposed to be the church. Yeah. And even on that front, we're having a discussion about wokeness where we're talking about, hey, can, can we use critical race theory as any sort of, like, can we use it as an analytical tool or what? <laughs> so, so, so what, I mean, look, if, <laughs> if the church, if the church can't keep it out, I guess Disney can't either. Like, what can you expect? <laughs> right. You know, what can you expect? Right. Let me tell you why this is happening. And, and let me try to get through this as quickly as possible. Who am I kidding? I'm not going to get through it quick, but I'll do my absolute best to get to you the information that I think is important. Okay. Why is this happening? This is happening because as I have previously pointed out, whenever you have um, organizations or alliances or initiatives or groups that attach a, um, an index or a tracker or something like that to a company's performance, you're going to see these companies begin to jump through hoops because they want those numbers. Because what, what now is on the radar, um, or let me say it this way, these companies are now on the radar of these other organizations who are saying, hey, you know, we've put a number to your performance here and we want to see how you're doing in this area. At this point, what should be coming to your mind is the Corporate Equality Index. That's it the corporate equality index where they said, you know what, we're going to start measuring and looking at how companies are doing with LGBT inclusion, LGBTQ plus inclusion. We're going to start measuring that. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to give a number to that. Hmm. Right. We're, we're going to say you out of 100 points, this is where you rank on your um, inclusion as it, as it pertains to LGBTQ plus. But wait, there's, there's more now. Um, fresh in Wokeville is uh, the diversity tracker, uh -oh. the corporate racial equity tracker. It's a real thing, folks. 100 companies, 100 companies under the microscope. We'll talk a little bit more about it when we get back. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. Stay right there.
Capital launching a multi-year tracker to hold companies accountable on their commitments to advance racial equity. The first iteration of this tracker taking a look at the hundred largest employers in the Russell one uh, in the Russell 1000 and found this group, uh, 18 companies ranging from Amazon, Apple, Citigroup, and Starbucks to have at least one disclosure that addresses what Just Capital calls all six dimensions of racial equity. Uh, joining us right now is Yusuf George, Managing Director of Corporate Engagement at Just Capital. Uh, it's great to see Yusuf. We were just having a, a conversation about voting rights, but uh, so much of this is intertwined uh, with what's happening in the way that investors are looking at companies um, and ESG issues. And it's something that you've, it's what Just Capital is doing, which is trying to index and trying to create some real metrics uh, around this. What'd you find? So I'll start with this. You know, our mission at Just Capital is to build a more just economy that works for all Americans. And the American public, the majority of them, believe that corporations play a defining role in shaping our nation. So everything that you were talking about, from protecting and upholding democracy to creating a more just form of capitalism, about 70% of Americans believe that it's important that corporate leaders take a stand on important social issues. So what we've done is we've created a tracker that really shows how the 100 largest companies in America are following through on their diversity and equity commitments. Yep. Yep. That's what we've done. We, man, we're just so good to you people in America. We put together <laughs> a tracker to tell you how some of your major companies are doing companies like Walmart, Amazon, Kroger, the Home Depot, Lowe's, UPS, CVS, FedEx, Walgreens. I tried to grab some of the ones that I think you might, you know, frequent, you know, just because, and why did I do that? Um, you know, Dollar General, Costco, um, Best Buy, Dollar Tree, Kohl's, Ross American <laughs> Airlines, Apple. I just, all why did them. I do that? Because, you know, all three of them. The reason I did that is because I want you to prepare yourself for what you're going to see. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. with these, the list of these companies mm -hmm. becomes vitally important yep. <laughs> in the discussion because what you're going to see them doing is moving away from what had been a type of virtue signaling where they're saying, hey, we care about these things. Mm -hmm. Let people express they need that cheesecake. Go get it. You know, they're, they're moving away from that to now they're going to have to actually really put some things in place. They're going to have to disclose some things about their hiring practices. So now prepare for your experiences to be a lot different at these places. Yeah. All right. You're going to you're going to see a lot of these now. And, <clears throat> and let me just tell you, by the way, <clears throat> excuse me, there are people who are like, Mickey, I cannot believe that you don't want black people to be hired. This is not what this is about. So sit down. <laughs> sit down. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's what they bank on. They all you got to do is throw race into something. And you got a bunch of people who stand up, don't know what they're standing up for. That's all you have to do. You just put black in it. They stand up. They don't know what they and, and start the slow clap. Stop clapping. Sit down. Right. <laughs> that's not what this is about. Have a seat. Several. This is. <laughs> This is about controlling and squeezing the industry, right? 
This is about controlling and squeezing companies. And it doesn't stop at, oh, you know, it's not right to discriminate against people or to not hire people simply based on the color of their skin. It, it, this is about hire this person because I told you to. Right. They, they're going to have to submit to this more and more because they're already given over their approval to this type of practice. So now they're going yes. to they're going to have to if they want to stay in good graces of, you know, the Wokies and everybody uh -huh. else. They're going to have to do these things. One thing I noticed, though, uh -huh. they have because they have a different list of, you know, things that they were looking for. They, uh, a lot of these companies seem like they're kind of lacking on the pay equity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, they are. Yeah, they yeah. don't want to um, give they those are. dollars to the uh, <laughs> the other like, stuff. They were like, yeah, like, but, you know, diversity. And, you know, but, we, yes. but, but we let them raid our store and they're like, nah, <laughs> that's not enough, chief. By the way, this is why those companies are not saying a whole lot about that. Like, this is why you don't hear from mm. them. They cannot talk about it because corporate racial equity tracker. Yeah. Right. Because one of the marks on there is what they're doing out in the community is community investments. So that I guess that goes into that category. It's community investments. Yeah. yeah. We, we're just paying it forward. Right. <laughs> they, and it, it, it's, it's amazing because you can oh go to goodness. it. We have a, a link, but it's in the story and you yeah. can click on the different individual uh, focuses and see what you can each click company, on the stores. That's yeah, exactly right. Is doing like for Walmart, you can see anti-discrimination policies. And they'll yep. have, you can click on that racial all right ethnic there. diversity and all this yep. stuff. I don't have, they and, have and, and they even they even <laughs> log it going back a few years so you can see their progress. So all the all the stores, all these corporations, you know, th these yeah. these these corporations that have like major employees. I want to say that Walmart is number one with like one point five mil. Walmart is number one. And then Kroger. Yeah, I have the numbers. And then Kroger, then Amazon, then Home Depot. Mm -hmm. um, top of the list. But all of these companies are basically like putting themselves on the operating table and saying, here, look at our heart. Here right. We go. Open us up. Here we go. Look at our heart. And, and please, Bad please, boom. please. <laughs> when you discharge us, please make sure that you tell the world that we're good people. Man. Make sure. All right. Make Ugh. sure you tell the world. That's what they're that's yeah. what they're saying. Now listen, here is clip two in just a second here. Here's clip two, but I want to set it up. Because this is Andrew Sorkin on CNBC Squawk Box, right? By the way, guys, can I tell you that I'm not checking for CNBC? <laughs> can I tell you that? But he, this is what I started talking about when we were doing our shareathon. I was at the gym minding my own business. And I look up on one of the TV screens, and what I see just in bold racial equity tracker. So I was like, oh, man, all right, I got, okay, I'm in. What, what is this about? So what, I just take a picture of the screen with my phone because I'm going to look it up later. Mm -hmm. That's all I do. I'm going to look it up. And then I start reading about this, and I'm like, oh, man, they are really pinching it. Man. They are great. It's in the vice grip. Man, it's like they're like, you will comply. You will do what we say in culture. Now, listen to this. This is clip two. This is where Andrew Sorkin – Asks the managing director for Just Capital, Yusuf George. He he says, you know, do we really need to care about equity? Like some people just want to know, like when they talk about investments, is the company going to be a good investment? Do we really need to know like who they're hiring and whether or not they're meeting some of these markets? He tries to ask that in sort of like a sweet little kind of cutesy way. And then Yusuf <laughs> is like, of course we need to care. I'm a black man. You interview. Of course we need to care. And then Sorkin's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, here's clip two. And, and that's their diversity and equity commitment, we should say, internally, in terms of numbers inside the company, what they, what, what they say publicly, or is this about speaking out, in fact, on some of these issues? How, how, do, how do you define that? So what we're doing is we're looking across six different domains of racial equity, things like pay equity data, 
racial and ethnic uh, diversity data, uh, community investments, response to mass incarceration. So uh, we're looking across those six different dimensions, which are a lot of workplace issues and community related issues. Okay, I'm sorry, Jeff, I told you the wrong clip. It's clip three, but I really want people to hear it. Um, Man, that was the perfect setup. And then I blew it by calling for the wrong clip. This is clip number three. Roll it. Can I ask a question? Um, You know, we have (laughs) sort of two schools of thought on this. And we hear from a lot of viewers. We have some viewers who say this stuff is great and I care about I care about these issues and I'm looking at this data. And then I get viewers say, Sorkin, what are you doing? Just, you know, just tell us t- tell us about the economics of these companies. I'm not uh, this data is not, not relevant to my decision to make an investment today. What are you finding? Well, I don't think that that's necessarily true. We know that 14 of the largest institutional investors are calling on companies to disclose demographic data. What we've seen by assessing the 100 largest American companies is they're really good at disclosing what we like to call sort of baseline DEI policies, things like anti-harassment or equal employment opportunity, but they're not so great at showcasing you know, actions that show accountability towards their progress, things like pay equity data, things like setting diverse hiring targets. So what we're doing is we're calling on companies to be transparent in the same way institutional investors are asking for this information. So in other words, in other words, all <laughs> yeah, you need to care. Um, but that's a valid question that Sorkin asked, right? right. Like, is his, I mean, do we really do need to, really, like, yeah. Yeah. is that really important to people's investments? He said, well, we're making it important. Right. We're making it important. That's, that's, that's the thing I don't I, I, I don't get. You're talking about big companies, like yeah. huge. That's Why right. are they being punked by the wokeness? <laughs> Why? Like, they, they could all just say, nope, we ain't doing because, that. I because mean, mo- momentum is on the side man, of the people, tell these people who no. create the index, <laughs> who create <sighs> the tracker. Wokeness is, is the conversation of the day. Now, let me say something. Let me say something. Because there are people, see, I can see these things. I'm not blinded by the color of my skin, right? So there are people who are blinded by the color of their skin who say, Miki, you really hate yourself, Miki. You know, how can you sit there, you know, and you're, you're all black and stuff, right, <laughs> Miki? <laughs> how, can, how can you sit there being all black and all and not care about the diversity and, and the racial equity of these companies? Because, one, skin is not my God, right? I'm not ruled and controlled by that. I think that a person needs to be hired based on whether or not they can do the job, not just Come the on. color of their skin. Come on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Well, I don't really care if you can do the job. I just. Uh, and see, that, but that brings about another question. Why aren't people offended by this? Because woke. Cause and woke. because and because and program. OK, because woke and that's program. Sad. But, that's but sad. let me say this. Here's the thing, though. To the woke people. And to the program people, to the people who have been conditioned to exalt skin color above everything else and say it doesn't matter if you can do the job, doesn't matter about your character, only matters to cover your skin. Let me tell you that that's not what this is about. And, and, and you say, well, Miki, you're just, you know, because I, I read. Because I can read. Okay? So when I go and I look at all of these different indices, like I look at this the, across these six metrics. This, these people are so right. smart. The six metrics. So I'm going to look at the six metrics. I want to read what the six metrics are metricsing. Okay? <laughs> it's not a word, but I don't care. So they say racial and ethnic diversity data. That's what they're looking. They're charging these companies. Hey, you can't just virtue signal. Tell us that you're about that life and then not do anything. They're saying, we want to see what you're doing. Mm. So then you get to racial and ethnic diversity. And this is where the woke folks have put their fist up. They're like, yeah. It's like, hold up, sit down and your fist too. 
put it down. Here we go. This is, listen to this. Company discloses workforce demographic data mm -hmm. and or board demographic data. So even who's on their boards? Who's on your boards? Hey, Man, these people are. Hey, you got to make sure that's diverse. They are crushing. Okay, so here we go. Company workforce demogra demographic data is measured as three different levels of detail. Non-white data, detailed data. Oh, here it is. Intersectional data. Wow. Mm. Now mm. you say, what does that have to do with blackness? Nothing, 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 nothing. Critical race theory slash intersectionality teaches you that people are marked as oppressed by different metrics, right? That intersect and that overlap. So what this means is that when we start talking about this racial tracker here, what we're really talking about is just non-white straight people. Wow. Right. So we want them excluded. So uh, I'm sorry, not non-white. We want white straight people excluded. excluded right. So non-white, everything else falls under the protection of like, but hey, hold on a second. Of the okay? points. We may not have. Now watch this. Watch this to the Patrice. Well, no, because she's a lesbian. OK, um, <laughs> I was going to say to the Patrice colors of the world. Nope. Um, anybody else that's just black and straight. OK. You think this is about just you being black. That's not what it's about. So the person who is quote unquote transgender, that's that's you can't do it. But the person who is quote unquote this, you see, that falls into the category of intersectionality. Mm. Because you may have a woman. Well, you may have a man. Who is white. But if he changes his gender, he is now a trans woman. So that shifts his position in the Marxist hierarchy of oppression. <laughs> it shifts his position downward. And if you know anything about the cultural Marxists, they say the person at the bottom should be at the top. Great example is Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner. Bruce Jenner, <laughs> who, by the way, I just recently had to tell our kids, they have a Guinness World Records book. And they were looking through this book and reading some of the facts about people who broke records. And there was Bruce Jenner presenting himself as a woman and holding the world record for the fastest growth of Twitter followers. And our daughters bring this book and they're like, man, this is such a cute dress that she's wearing. <laughs> man, just look at this, you know, and, and kept saying she, she. And I had a moment where I was just like, mm. <laughs> man. I said, I said, and I called the kid's name. I have to tell you, that is a man. Man, she was floored. I'm she could not I mean, believe. Like a man she, well, you know, airbrushing <laughs> I mean, and all of these yeah. things. I mean, you can, there's amazing things. Okay. And it's so, true. True. but she was highly upset because she'd been reading this book for a few days. They, they just refer to it, you know, to kind of kill time a little bit. And, and, and she's like, I thought that was a woman. So I pull out my phone and I go, here is who he really is. And she goes, oh, man, but he wasn't a bad looking man. <laughs> like he was a, like, what? you know? And so I start giving some of the background here. And, and so, but to your point, the Caitlyn Jenner, quote unquote, <laughs> of the world is going to jump over the oppressed, just black, straight woman. <laughs> you're, not, you're not as oppressed as Caitlyn Bruce. Bruce Lynn. Oh, man. I'm just, Confusion. I don't know. I don't know.
guys, we don't have to be duped by this because we can be discerning. But if you have idols in your life, you cannot and will not be discerning. We're out of time. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.